Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I mean, I want to. I do kind of want to do one episode where the song just never ends, right? So like people as they're listening are just just being like, well, it must end soon because they must always be thinking that when we do it, they must be thinking, well, this is at least this is over soon. Thinking and hoping and hoping, yeah. right? But then eventually, like you get more people, and the longer they stick around, the more they're like, well, I can't, I can't just delete the podcast and burn my phone now. I've come this far. And what if and there are words coming up? Soon? Exactly, they've got to make up with it all worthwhile. Ideas. But then we just we never do. The do- sketch idea was wasting their time. I mean. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we were playing with fire. Here, I mean, in we? a way, it was very much the central premise of the podcast. Um, but uh, I mean, you could come up with sketch ideas in the form of music and the language of music. See, that's a challenge that we could really, like, you know, cause us to, to go to new and interesting places creatively. Peter, Peter the Wolf. That was a sketch that. Peter the Wolf. Peter and the Wolf. Or just Peter the Wolf. It's you a know? new one I'm doing. It's a sequel. Oh, sorry. It's a sequel to where Peter becomes the wolf. Yes, but... because it was the hunt for the wolf that drove him to madness. Mm-hmm. And and in doing so, he was forced to commit such atrocities mm. that he eventually himself became the wolf. I think that's very good. The hunter there. becomes the, the wolf. The even more <laughs> hunter-like person. <laughs> Exactly. Mm. Uh, the hunter becomes another hunter, but this time he has claws. Mm, and fur. Mm. And he's a wolf. Checks out. But his name is Peter. He's still Peter. Which you wouldn't give normally <laughs> to a wolf. A Kayla, no. sure. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, because you, you, of course, once you give a, a wolf a name, a human name, you know, everybody knows the wolf's name. And then you come into town, there's a wolf coming, and you're the boy who cried, Peter, Peter. Mm-hmm. But nobody's going to, you know, that's not a good way to raise the alarm. People won't know whether to be terrified or to put the kettle on. That's right. That's right. That's do you, right. Do you think there's a person in the, in the town, you know, the villages, especially small mm. villages, mm. They each have their own job, their own role. There's no supermarkets at this point. So everybody mm-hmm. is responsible kind of for one thing. Yes. You think there's one person whose job it is to keep putting the kettle on when when a new person thing with a human name comes up. <laughs> thing with a human name is a great category because it contains almost exclusively people, mm. humans. But then just around the edges, there's a few outliers. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking... Alexa? Alexa. Yeah. What a great example. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's okay. And then there's also Peter, the, the um, sort of the, the rock, 
spice or whatever it is. So it's like somewhere between a rock and a spice, isn't it? Yeah, salt, saltpeter. Yeah, saltpeter. Yeah, what is that? Something you, I think you use it to make dynamite. Am yeah, I right? I, th- I think it's where where explosives started. Right, saltpeter. Gunpowder, maybe. Is... Yeah, maybe it's uh, saltpeter. Maybe it's a uh, maybe it's a kind of a spice or a mineral or something. Yeah, it's like a, it's somewhere between a rock and a spice. <laughs> That's where it's... salt is, right? Salt. That's what the salt is getting you there. Must be. Yeah. I mean, it could be, yeah, maybe there's just the sodium or the potassium or something in it. Mm. Mm, it you gets know? the saltiness. Well, that's probably also where some of the explosiveness comes from. Yeah, we can eat we can eat you sodium. You can separate it from uh, the... Shut up. We can eat sodium chloride. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever told you to shut up oh, on the I podcast. I doubt that's the case. But you're gonna, it's going to be worthwhile because what I'm about to say is going to be so instantly and inherently funny, Alistair, yeah. that it's just going to write itself, honestly. Great. Great. Um, so, uh, salt. When we talk about salt, when we talk about s- table salt, yes, we are of course talking about sodium chloride. That's right. Right, one sodium, one chloride uh, in an ionic bond. Mm-hmm. Right, um, but but a chem to a chemist, a salt is any chemical combination of a metal and a non-metallic Non-metal. element. That's right? right. Now, salt just happens to be one that's edible and that is good to taste. Mm. Now, what I want to know is what are the other salts and what do they what taste? do they taste like? Right? How many of them are poisonous? Mm. Okay, get those off. But I want every single one. Every single one that isn't poisonous, I want that in a grinder. Yeah. On my on my kitchen bench. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want to be able to chuck, you know, a combination of ten, twenty, thirty different salts. Yeah, right? yeah. But I also every single different type of salt. I want there to be a Himalayan version. Yes. I want there to be a Murray River version. Murray River. And yes. I want them all to be different colors. Mm, and I want one of them to be iodized. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Even if the iodine is already in the salt because it's one that has iodine in it, That's right. I want if them to like, chuck some more iodine so in it's there. Like, it's like potassium I- iodinium or whatever. Perfect. Or iodine. I think, I think you would need sodium iodide or something like that. Why is that? Well, because it's a metal and a non-metal, so the pota- potassium is a is a metal. And sodium. Is oh, metal. oh, sorry, potassium. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah. I'm sorry, Alistair. That's Jeez. okay. I mean, yeah. Everyone, don't worry about that. I had a, I had a stroke. I had a stroke. No, I had no. A, Andy's, no, Andy's hey, trying no, to cover no, for no, the no, fact no, no, that no, there no, was no. just a shift. No. Just said, what I'm now was, the smart one. What happened was I, I had an actual like uh, embolism in my brain, and I shat myself, and I pissed my pants. Yeah. And it caused me to do other things that I had no control over. Right. So I'm now. But I want you to know that I'm sitting here in my shit and my piss, um, but I didn't actually make a mistake about potassium, and so it I still have my a, dignity. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they say that when you die, mm-hmm. um, your bowels release and you shit and you piss, but also um, you make a mistake about potassium. Yeah. And like, when you and die. you call it a non-metal. Non-metal, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's up there as one of the first metals. One of the first. Yeah. You know, ever, probably ever ma- even made, right? Iron oxide is a salt. Iron oxide. Rust, Rust is, is a salt. salt. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is a game changer, Alistair. Um, this is the scientist. Uh, would you like some salt on your <laughs> on your pasta? Um, excuse me, what's this? There appears to be like um, rust, rusty nails on my... On my, uh, on, on my pasta. Yeah, well, technically, um, I think you'll find that iron oxide is a salt. Uh, 
So I guess when I asked you that question, mm. I should have been more specific, shouldn't I? Or you should have been more specific <laughs> what kind of salt you wanted. That's right. You know, Why would the scientist blame himself? It was an, he was an idiot. No, no, no. He was uh, a scientist. Once again, I was deliberately making that joke, Alastair. It's just, no. It just so happened that no. I, had a, I, had a, I had a secondary clock <laughs> made its way <laughs> into the very lizard hind cerebellum of my brain caused me to shit and piss myself again, right? And also ejaculated to my pants and into called the teacher mum into my shit and piss and say, oh, I like this. This is good. Oh, and then that's also, really embarrassing yeah, on top of well, it. and then, but then, but then to, I guess, ejaculating, you can't accidentally make the scientist pretty, an idiot character. No, but in I mean, that's, I guess the ejaculating party is like, you're not an idiot for saying that that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and this idiot but, over here enjoys orgasms. Yeah. <laughs> what a fool he's made of himself. Is there uh, a when I when I when I accidentally called that nice? What you don't realize. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I said that that was, was wrong. That I said that it was so nice. It was, uh, it was a result of a a, a pulmonary embolism. Um, what is that? Is what there is a it? sketch where people? It's like it's a it's a scenario where people don't know, don't realize that orgasms are good because they've only just heard about them. Mm. Which, but if you'd only I don't want just it to be like them. teenagers. Okay. Like that. Okay. 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 Like, adults. Yeah, they're adults, but they're Mormon. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's probably that's not good. They're still Mormons are still people. <laughs> they're like still normal in people. many respects, Alistair. Yeah. But it's yes. like it's like people who live, let's say, in a different kind of society. It's a bureaucratic foreign society. People. Yes, they're foreign, <laughs> but they're just like us in that they 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 left. It was like people who lived on a commune with your parents. They're just like us, except they left. Yeah, they're just like us, but they left to another island that we just discovered, mm-hmm. that they discovered. Yes. And it's very much a Blue Lagoon scenario again, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is what I go to anytime I'm trying to find a culture of people that I can't insult. But I don't, I don't want to... It's, it's not... It's a Blue Lagoon. So, so these are parents who lived on a commune with your parents. Yes. Um, and then they left with their kids, and they had three kids. And then... All the adults died. Or no, they, they before had, they had a chance. They to had a teach bunch. They kids. had ten foster children. Okay, right, right. And then they all went over to this island, and then the parents died. Okay, right? and then the foster kids became adults. Yes, right. And they never learned about ejaculating. But then, a boat was going by, <laughs> and it said, and somebody on a loudspeaker said, "Ejaculation is a thing." And it's when, you know, you know something, describe. orgasm happens and then there's a ejaculate comes out. Like a that. discharge. Yeah, discharge. And they went, and then they took oh, off. That's actually, it's very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then one of the guys who's one of the foster kids later mm. on that night has maybe like a wet dream. Sure. Sure. And then he says, actually, and, eject- and they go, ah, they're all laughing. And he goes, no, it was actually quite nice. They go, ah, you idiot. It's not. And they all don't think it's it's going to be nice. Yeah, right. Is that, is that a sketch? <laughs> um, <laughs> Who says political I mean, correctness is, is in any way cumbersome? <laughs> 
or gets in the way I of think it's, comedy. It's the restrictions that allow mm-hmm. you to be more creative. Yes. There was it's so the, much creativity it's the fact in that You're not allowed to say anything funny. That's what makes it funny. That's not well, that's not the case at all. No. Oh, no. sorry, I understand. No. Well, you know that's not what I believe. I well, just want people to know that that's not what I believe. And you had an aneurysm. <sighs> it's it's what it is. Okay. So is there a sketch with people who don't know about on orgasms and then they make fun of people who have had them? Well, what about it's it's people who uh, don't, don't know about orgasms and then don't know what they're for, mm. right? And don't know what the various forms of ejaculation are for. And so they're trying to find that out. Some, right? They're trying a, to work it out. A page from one of those like sex ed books floats mm. up onto the beach, mm-hmm. but it's just the part about what ejac- orgasms and ejaculating is. Yes, but right? with no context. Yeah. And then somebody has one. Yes. An ejaculation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they managed to achieve on using following the instructions on the on the page. Yeah. So, and then everybody makes fun of them. No, but why do they have to make fun of them, right? Because if if we if we're following my thought process, I don't of think like, you've said anything yet. <laughs> what's your What's your thought process? That they don't know what they're for, oh. right? And so they're trying to work it out, and they're trying to use the orgasm mm. and the ejaculation for different things, right? Mm. Like. Like it's probably about enough momentum to really effectively knock over, say, a little tower, a house made of cards, or like a, right? like or a the tower first of domino, leaves. or a tower of leaves. Sure, they would something have appropriate cards. to the. Well, maybe they had some cards. Maybe they some washed a, up with the page. They would a house made it made of coconuts. Yes. Okay. And then they probably make a lot of things out of coconut fur. Mm, well, they try. Oh man, you know, they could try and use it for glue or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's what it is. It's the process of trying to, you yeah. know, experiment. Yeah. Using the technology, both the discharge method. It is like a little hot glue gun kind of thing you got going mm-hmm. on, at least from the, the male genital perspective. Yeah. Right? And you're and you're experimenting. Is it is it for craft? Is it for I mean could it could it be used to to feed insects? And is that something that maybe we did on maybe, the mainland? And that maybe they could use it to attract insects so that they could eat the insects. Sure. You know, like the anglerfish. That's right. It uses its light. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, this is our light. <laughs> um, it's certainly mine. Remember when we used to think that crust was good pizza? Remember that brief period of time when crust pizza shops opened up? And I was like, look at this gourmet pizza. Mm. And it, I feel like, it felt like for me that period lasted about three weeks before so, it was like, you're referring to the brand, the brand crust that we have here in oh, Australia. Oh yeah, sure. Sorry, let's put this it's in okay. some context. Not, we're in, we're very much in a blue lagoon type scenario here in we Australia. We live on an island <laughs> where the, we've developed our own things. Crust like pizza. pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Crust is like a sort of a, it's a chain, right? Sort of like a pizza hut, but they just put more shit on the pizzas and there's a lot of drizzling. I feel like they drizzle a lot of stuff that's, on the pizza. That's their secret to making it's, it look fancy. Yeah, they should really call it drizzle, but they've called it crust. Yeah. But then there was also a phase of time where we just thought like thick base, that's what's good about pizza. Yeah. Like pan. How could we be so wrong about pan that? Pan pizza. I remember when mum used to make pizzas, the bases were so thick. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a loaf. What is going on? I, 
I mean, who wants to eat that much bread? I've even heard that people who talk about deep dish pizza in Chicago, that that's just a tourist thing because it's they're famous for that. But all the people who, who know anything about pizza mm. in Chicago, they only, you know, stuff with barely any crust whatsoever. This is what you've got to do if you're a city, right? You've got to come up with a new dumb way of making pizza. Right, and then mm-hmm. you've just got to all agree in the city that, like, we'll tell people from elsewhere that we really like it, and then when they come here, they'll be like, "I've got to try some of this." I've got it. What Melbourne could do? How about this? Upside pizza. Upside pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's great. So you start, you get a pan out, mm-hmm. like or a pizza dish thing. Yes. Shallow, first of all, I want you to know that. It's oh like yeah, deep. shallow. But then we will but also not shallow have, base. We will actually shallow have top. a deep dish upside pizza. Yeah. Okay. Right? But that'll be thick cheese on the bottom, <laughs> like that. Like no, nobody wants the the base really mm. thick. But similarly, no one really wants the topping really thick as well, do oh, they? Oh, maybe. I mean, have you ever had a meat lovers? That's pretty thick. I don't know. I mean, it's been so long since I, I had a meat. Was pizza. a sausage the last thing? Oh no, you, you've kind of had a few meats along the I've way. I've had a few meats along the way, Just, but like not a meat lovers pizza. I think that would be a. But if somebody made you a meat lover, made like you ordered a, a vegetarian, and then mm. somebody accidentally made you a meat lovers, you would go, "Oh well, I better eat this." Oh, or I'd else say, be... "Oh, thank God, yeah. I have a moral license, yeah. nay, a duty, to eat, nay, this. an obligation, so that." The you know the the meatballs didn't die in vain. The, the various animals to make <laughs> that made these sort of sausages and meatballs. The veritable menagerie. <laughs> the veritable Noah's Ark of animals mm-hmm. that went into these little meatballs. Yes, here's here's one. Is, is anyone doing this? Pizza ball. It's a full sphere of dough, mm. and the pizza is all just around the outside. Yeah. Okay, but how about this? Upside pizza ball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a reverse calzone. <laughs> it's pizza on the outside, but just a ball of dough on the inside. <laughs> but <laughs> when you say upside pizza ball, I thought you were just suggesting exactly mine, which was a pizza ball. Yeah. But. <laughs> Upside down. But you've just taken it and turned it up the other way. That's great too. So it's indistinguishable. <laughs> but no, it's a still a new thing. It's yeah. still a new thing. It's a we what we do is we make a pizza ball, but then before we give it to you, we turn it upside down, up the other way. That's mm-hmm. the thing that we do. That's a little twist. So, Literally, that's so our twist that we put it on. It's, it. a, it's a twist. We actually have a machine that does it here. It's called yeah. a twist. Look at that. Automatic twist. I look. So this is a. It's a company that advises cities on how they mm. can. How mm-hmm. they can, like, you know, get more people to their city and yeah. stuff like that. And all their ideas are based Every on... Every single one is a novel... Novel t- way of the, doing... I think a pizza bowl, right? And it's a, it's what it is. is it's Pizza it's, cooked in a wok. No, uh, sure. Yeah, no, it, it, you're exactly right, though, Alistair. The base itself is baked into basically a bowl, right? Mm. And then it is filled up with topping. Whoa! <laughs> and you eat the topping yeah. with a spoon. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, you throw away the bowl. No, they have a tradition where you put the bowl on your head and take a bunch of photos and on a Polaroid camera, you stick them to the wall and you say, I got bowled. Yeah, or you wear it on your back like a turtle. Yeah. And then some other people come and try and like hunt you for the, for the meat for the meat inside your sh- – so they pull off your shell 
so that they can get at your organs and stuff like that, which is pepperoni and things like that. I think uh, it maybe we've come up with something that's a little bit like this once before, but I think this is this is quite a novel take on it, right? What it is, and Alice, I'm just basically going to re-describe your idea, right? Yeah. But what we are doing is we are making a fully baked dough crusty shell. Mm-hmm. In the, you know, it's sort of a waffle cone style thing, so it mm. looks like the shell of a of a turtle. Yeah. We fill that up with cheese and stuff. We bake another. It's you know like like sort of like almost like a huge pie. Yeah. And then there's shoulder straps, and that's strapped onto your back, mm. right? And then you, this is eaten at the beach, yeah. right? You crawl slowly up the beach, and then everyone else is dressed as foxes, and they go. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And you got a whole lot of eggs. You put a whole lot of eggs up your ass. Oh, right? really? Yeah. Because yeah. you want to lay those eggs into a hole. Could they be Cheetos? Yeah, sure. <laughs> or they're, they could be. Or they could be upside pizzas. I mean, little, upside pizza spheres. They're upside pizza spheres in that they're do- inverse upside down pizza yeah. squares. Squares? Yeah. Whatever the, the, the ones with the fla- the ones with the dough on the outside. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe you could line the inside of your anus with like a garbage bag or something like that. Oh, that's just, nice. That's... Just so that people can well, still eat it when, when when your ball falls into the sand. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I can't stress this enough. This is not a sexual thing in any way. No, 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 no. No, this is just a meal experience. Not that we're kink shaming. If you want to do this for a sexual not. thing, of course you can, and we do mm. that on Friday nights. There's a late night thing That's where right. you come and you do it, and it's kinky. Yeah, but sure. This is a family yeah. restaurant. <laughs> it's at the beach. Yeah. Everyone likes to eat things that have fallen into the sand. Mm. Everyone likes to rip in dresses a fox and rip into the the back of a beloved uncle or aunt. Or, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then and then yeah, dig through the mm. the young. Young. I think you know pizza toppings would be a good sort of um, well, substitute like for the, the kind of fleshy entrails. The back of, of the person is like the adult's table, and the big hole in the sand filled with little upside pizza balls <laughs> excreted from the <laughs> anus. From the anus, the plastic bag in the anus. Plastic bag, really? They've just come straight from a plastic bag, mm. right? Like when you get when you carry food home in the car mm. in a plastic bag, you don't say the food has been in the car. Yeah. You say it's been in a bag. Yeah, you say it was in a bag. You didn't say, oh, this was inside. Oh, did that food, was that food just inside your dirty car? It doesn't matter it doesn't how matter dirty what the car is. It's in a bag. It's in a plastic, plastic bag. bag. <laughs> yes, it's been in the anus. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's plastic in between it. And 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 if you were to be concerned about that, then you'd also have to be concerned about all the drugs that you take. You know, exactly. all the illicit drugs that are brought into the country inside people's various orifices, mm, yeah. right? And you, you don't see people worried about that. Nobody seems worried. No. They, I mean, you see people who are anxious because they haven't had their drugs. Mm, mm. But not usually they're not anxious while, when they're having them. When they have them. Oh, unless they have a, a bit too much. <laughs> oh, then you're then right. Some of them do seem a bit anxious. Yeah, but... They're not anxious about the thing about their drugs mm. being in an, an, Sometimes an anus. they're anxious to have more. Exactly. Mm. The cycle continues. Wu-Tang. Yes. Um, yeah, so they... they <laughs> is, is that a separate idea then? Or is... is uh, you, the, I mean... The, 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 <laughs> I mean, is I that mean, even an idea It feels like one idea, idea that they bring to a beach town. You're right. 
You know? Yes, you're right. And, and that's when they're sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel. And by the way, that's another one that they've come up with. Okay? It's a full barrel, right, mm-hmm. made of dough. But the toppings are only at the very bottom of the barrel, the dough barrel. And you get a really long spoon and you scrape the bottom of it, you know, mm-hmm. and you get whatever it is there. Yeah, and like people talk about scraping the bottom of the barrel like it's a bad thing. But have you ever like scraped the bottom of a frying pan for like a little bit of cheese or something like that? Almost, all, all, so almost all the time. Those are the best bits. Right? What's, what's that process? You're scraping cooking? the bottom of the barrel. Oh, good. What's that process? De deglazing. Oh, deglazing. Deglazing. Yeah. You could deglaze the bottom of the barrel. Get all that flavor. That's where all the flavor is. Scraping it? No. Deglazing it? Yes. That's fine. Just let's get it... turn this scrape into a deglaze. Mm-hmm. That's right. Get it into some like nice hot sand. Mm-hmm. Like that. You know, so so the, the heat is distributed evenly under mm. the barrel like that. Get get that water in there boiling, then get that out. Mm-hmm. Pour it into a like a, a wine glass or something like that. You can just drink all the just flavor. Just drink that. Oh, drink barrel that flavor. flavor. Mm. Yes. That's why you barrel, you know, like use barrels. Mm. You use them to, for flavoring other things. Well, when, at what point does a can become a barrel? A can? A can, because surely a, a, a small barrel is a can. Oh, like yeah, a really I guess small. if you're thinking of a metal barrel, I've been thinking about wood barrels. You're thinking of wooden time. barrels. Yeah. No, you're not. You're not. You're, you're not, not frying dig- anything up in a wooden barrel. Well, that's why I put it in the sand, so that like the heat was evenly distributed, like that. You know. Right. I sure. Get it. You know, rather than being like a hot metal thing, it's yeah. kind of like a rocky thing. It's more natural. Well, how do they? What are, when they when they put wine in a wooden barrel? Mm. Is it literally just wine, wood, yeah, and that's it? And it doesn't leak. Yeah, doesn't leak. There's yeah. nothing in there. It there's, still doesn't make sense to me that barrels there's, work. There's no glue. There's not sealing the inside with wax or do you think, do you think they tar do, or some shit. Do you think they do that thing where they, they, ma- they make one plank of wood and then they make a little bit stick out in the middle of the plank and then in the next plank of wood there's a mm. little little. You know gap. what that's called? What's that? Tongue and groove. Tongue and groove. Yeah. That sounds like something. It does, doesn't barrel it? Barrel ma- makers would put in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, I think a lot of it's that met, those metal bands, though, right? A lot of it comes in. Yeah, it's holding it together. The coops, right? But it's not just holding it together, right? Because I think what you do is you heat those things up real mm. hot. You put them over the barrel. You know, let them cool down, and they pull it in like they actually yeah, right. tighten. And that maybe that's it. But still, it just seems so hard. Yeah, it doesn't seem. But but, like, but I mean, what I is it? How long back in the day? How long did it take them to make one barrel? I'm imagining five years. For a single but barrel. But think about it. This is what all boats were based off of as well. Yeah. It's just boat boating technology. You're right. <laughs> You're <It's> just... <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. This works with boats. It keeps water out. It's, for some reason, it seems to me more pleasable, plausible that you could keep water out with this than that you could keep water in. Sure. Like, oh, keep yeah, water out, I'll give you that. Yeah. Keep water in, I don't think so. I mean, it does. You know, it still seems like that is more plausible. Yeah. Thanks. But I guess because, like, there's only a certain amount of liquid in the barrel whereas the amount of water f- splashing onto your barrel from the outside it seems like it could be infinite mm. <laughs> you know because it just keeps going over time as long as the barrel lives there could be more new liquids the being liquid, poured on it. it water never sleeps <laughs> it's that enemy you know you don't want to have mm-hmm. you know that's why those those aliens in signs made such a big mistake coming here to earth if they were, you know, sensitive to water, yeah, because water is our greatest ally, and it's but it's also the greatest enemy, and he never sleeps. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And it is a he. Is, is this War of the Worlds? No, science. 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 Yeah, right. It's always some little thing, isn't it? That's mm. fucking, fucking aliens. Well, well you got to have... Have we a... talked about this on the show before? I think they so. They come all the way across. Yeah. Oh, it turns out we're allergic to n- numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wrote a science fiction show. Sorry. Oh thing. no. Uh, I mean, it's like you, you need like a you, you need a hard quick out. Mm. Oh, uh, turns out yeah. When I shouted, started we we started doing the countdown to mm. like the end of the world, and then when we started doing the countdown, it was the numbers that made them all die because they're oh, allergic shit, to numbers. Good, this is a good thing. We got to make a variety. V- v- uh, Variations on War of the word Worlds and mm-hmm. signs of dumb shit that could kill aliens so yeah. that you can still rewrite the same story. Yeah, yeah, over and over again. Here's another one, right? They were allergic to almost achieving victory. It turns out mm, that yes. it was only when they had almost achieved victory that we realized that they couldn't, uh, they, they, that, that that was what killed them. And they thought of everything except for the possibility that they might be allergic to almost achieving they're, victory. They're planning heroes. That's the, one of their main thing. This mm-hmm. alien race, they're they're planning heroes, mm-hmm. and but they've never gone to war for in, you know in an, an entirety. You know they've actually tried. This was their first planet they were trying to invade, mm. and was it great success? What was it? That almost achieving almost victory. Almost achieving victory. Great success. I would never use that kind of word economy, mm. Alistair. No, no, no. When I can stick an extra word in there, I will. That's me. That's a mm-hmm. little thing about me, you know. Oh. I feel like I had something earlier about scraping the bottom of the barrel, and uh, I want to go back there just for a second and revisit whatever that was. Scraping the bottom. Almost I asked that victory. great question about when does a can become a barrel? And I mm. thought, God, that's such an interesting question. That's really going to interest Alistair. It's almost <laughs> philosophical in some way. And I could yeah, see his God, eyes. You know me. So I could see his eyes light up. Light up with it. a certain darkness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that. Oh, your your eyes lit up like a shadow. Mm, yeah, really sparked some dark in you, baby. Um, spark some dark. Spark some dark. Oh, I almost had it again. God damn it! It's fine. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But I would just say mm. that uh, a little. Something okay. If anyone's, if nobody's doing this, right? It's basically, and I'm sure somebody's done this. You know how we have like for solids, mm-hmm. you have cans where you can you got that ring pull and you pull open the whole lid, right? And then when it comes to drinks, we just have the little one. Yeah. Give me a drink where you pull open the whole lid, and I drink the you know like like rip off the top like it's a can of beans. Yeah. Right, and then I drink out of it like an open can like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think that'll be a thing. Like so. somebody, you could you could absolutely get somebody on board with your, whatever you. It's 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 a more it feels more manly, mm. you know, and and the know, and the drinks a bit thick, mm, cheese drink. It's basically soup, but we call it drink. Yeah, no, it's it's a sweet soup. 
That's a sweet soup. Are there so any sweet soups? I guess custard is a sweet soup. Mm. I mean, what about pumpkin soup? That's not sweet. That is sweet. No, it's not. It's quite sweet. Definitely not. Have you ever had pumpkin? Yes, and I make a lot of pumpkin soup. I never once considered it to be sweet. Pumpkin soup is absolutely sweet. Okay, well, it's interesting, and I just, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this, um, I guess you probably have a ro- your own opinion about exactly how wrong Al- Alistair is. And uh, just like, you know, um, let us know. So tweet in. If you think he's totally wrong, maybe send in the number one. And if you think he's utterly wrong, well, maybe send in the number ten. So we'll pum- guess we'll, pum- we just get a feeling of what people think out pumpkins there. Pumpkins are sweet, right? No, that's not true. Well, yeah. You, you, have you ever cooked pumpkin? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You cooked it, eaten it. So yeah, then yeah. you cook it and then you eat it and you go, oh, that's quite sweet. Almost oh, some, yeah, no, Sometimes okay. almost like oh, sickly uh, no, sweet. I understand what you're talking yeah. about now. And then... And then I suppose you would just cook it in some like a big pot, you know, with some with some salt and and some coconut milk or whatever you do to make your pumpkin soup. Yeah. And then all that sugar that's in the in the pumpkin mm-hmm. that would just go away. Yeah. That just yeah. goes away. Yeah. And then you're eating it this really dry soup, you know, like dry as in you know in the way a wine is dry and that it's not sweet in any way. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's. I guess that's how it works with your, your it's house. It's amazing how you're able to summarize exactly what I think and feel in yeah. such an effective way without having to use sarcasm, which is the lowest form of wit. Do you think when a can becomes the size of like a paint can, then it's closer to a barrel, or do you think it's not a barrel? Well, it still sounds like a can to me. The way that you used the word can so many times to yeah. describe it then sort of gave it away from me. I don't think that would be a barrel. Two paint cans. And oh, but then I think you could have a little bar- one of those little barrels of oil. Maybe a keg is in between. Anyway, this isn't. A, this probably isn't as interesting a conversation for the no, listeners no, as I no, think it is. It is. But do you think that? Do you think? Do, do you think, think somebody could write a dis- dissertation on that? Do you think? I think you could do it out of spite. Do you think <laughs> that uh, there's anything in my idea of uh, cans that you just open like like that? Like well, that. you know, you know, there's a, there's that soft drink here. Uh, is it Lyft? Um, yeah, there's and, one called Lyft, and it would talk about. Was it that one that would talk about having? A big hole, or solo, have solo. a big hole so you can slam it down faster. Yeah, low on fizz so you can slam it down fast. Yeah, but also big yeah. hole. Mm, big hole. Had a big hole. Well, think about how fast you could slam it down. I mean, you could do this with beer. I mean, I guess that just makes it a glass. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's But it's sort like a of... can you can skull. Mm, yeah. You don't need to like poke the bottom with a key. You don't need to. No, that so, thing that you need to do. If you're, you know, if you're having a boat race, yeah, you ever yeah. ever had a boat race? You did engineering, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't, I don't know if I ever actually did it myself. Did a beer bong once? Did you? Yeah. Oh, beer yeah. bong, yeah, yeah. Beer bong, yeah. Well, you've not a real bong. No. No, no, I would never have done that. No. But uh, did a beer, I did bong, a beer bong once? Bong Maybe in year twelve. Yeah, really. No, that doesn't seem right. But also, the beer was so bad back then, so it was like quite like a. <sighs> I think this is the thing for kids growing up these days, mm. drinking beer and being like, oh, this is an enjoyable experience. They don't understand that only, I'm going to say eight years ago, the idea of beer tasting good in any way yeah. had just never occurred to anyone. No. Like you wouldn't even think that that no. was possible. Or there was, there was one, there were some that tasted less bad than others. Well, that's what we thought. I mean, yeah, I guess relatively speaking, they did taste less. Like, like, and, and, and I don't know if this is actually the case, but Stella, Stella yeah. Artois, that used to be a beer that was like, oh, this is a fancy beer. I'm going to spend maybe twice as much in order to get this beer. If I were to drink that now, I'd be like, oh, this is 
also disgusting. Yeah. They just everyone had lowered the bar so much collectively. There was some sort of anti-competitive thing going on amongst all breweries. They would be like, "Look, as long as nobody makes a beer that tastes good, yeah, no one will ask any questions or expect us to have a good tasting beer." And then some jerk came along with their little craft brewery and was like, "And, oh, and a bit of imagination. What if? What, what if, if they dared to dream? You know." Mm. And um, and here we are. Anyway. Dared to ruin it for the big brewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim Brewer. Um, have we talked about uh, alcoholic solids in the past? We probably have, right? Oh, I'm not sure. But like you know, the, probably the closest you get right at the moment is like a uh, one of those little chocolate liqueurs, right? Where yeah. Like those where it's like a a bad quality chocolate mm. encasing a small bad quality alcohol. Yeah. Right? But we could do that. We could. To- I think you could totally make this work in like a um a savory universe where you have something that's kind of like a like that goes well with a beer, like a deep fried kind of like chip or something like that, yeah. or some kind of meaty. Thing. You know those. You know those those seafood sticks. Mm-hmm. You know it's always got like miscellaneous things in it. It's like you know it's just like it's one of those seafood sticks that's just like seafood white with extender. The, yeah, with yeah. the red thing on the side. Yeah. You don't really know what's in there. You may as well put alcohol in there. Yeah. Yeah, well, but it's also it like, but I'm wondering if you could make it so that it's like it's encasing it, so mm. that the liquid, the alcohol is still liquid inside, right? Oh, you don't. I think you're talking about a, a, an alcohol. I know I solid. said solid, but I, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like if you have, you're just looking for a bottle you can eat. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, a bottle you can eat, like, like what's something that like, like a dumpling or something like that. That's still sure. like a little bit not liquidy on the inside, but. You know, like but, a gel, like a gel, Jello shots. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like a dumpling with Jello shots inside. <laughs> okay, so what it is is we get beer, yeah. right, and we put jelly in it, jelly mm. powder, like just non-flavored gelatin, sure. right, and we turn the beer into a jelly. Yeah. Right, and then we put that inside, like a sort of a a potato-based chip type um, exterior, and then mm. we deep fry that. Yeah. Right. And now you basically have an entire evening uh, mm. in a single little edible, biteable thing. Right. Yeah. Do you see this? Do you see this catching on? Right. And yeah. But I mean, wouldn't it be, you know, better to like, like, or you know, interesting, <laughs> interesting to kind of really go further and like just get it into like, you know, what if you could just get a, a steak or you know a tofu or mm. like a something like that, and it's just got alcohol all throughout it, and so you could eat. Let's say a red curry, mm, and be drunk, and then be drunk by the end of it. <laughs> you know, you're saving time. You're not, you're not having to consume as much liquid. Yeah, yeah. Fewer, fewer hand movements, right? Because you know, if you, if you, if you're taking a bite and then taking a sip, mm. right? That's t- that's doubling the hand movement. That's wear and tear on the elbow. Yeah, you got to think about that, right? Each mm-hmm. time, I mean, you, you've only got a, you know, was it like 18 billion heartbeats in your lifetime? You probably only got a couple of. Um, right. billion times you can lift your hand up to your mouth. And you got to think about your, your carbon footprint, you know, the amount of mm. effort that you're putting in, those calories that you're using up, mm-hmm. lifting drinks to your mouth, mm-hmm. when if you're going to be eating a red curry anyway or a, sort of a beef, beef goulash or, a, mm. or mm. A, you know, a st- um, calzone mm. or... A, Ham sandwich. Yes, Alistair, exactly. No, totally. Then you may as well have them be infused with a session's worth of alcohol. 
Now here's a new idea. <laughs> that is kind of like that, okay. right? And what this is, is that... Edible oxygen. Oh, that's actually quite good. Oh, you keep going with yours. But uh, over the course of a year, yeah. you eat all different types of foods at all different times of day. Okay. You drink all different types of liquids at all different times of day. Okay. Right? But I think at the uh, over the course of each year, what we should do is every time you eat or drink something, you should take a couple of little drops or morsels of that, right? And you put it into a little thing on your hip, which deep fries, freezes it instantly and preserves it perfectly, right? So you take a little sample of everything that you put into your body, okay. right? And then at the end of the year, you take that little, that, that like cache of little tiny samples, right? Mm. You blend that all up, right? And then you've got yourself an exact like average mm. of what that year tasted like. Right, and then you can you can you can offer like like sharing a playlist of your favorite songs yeah. or something. You can give that to people in your life to taste and you say, "Here's a taste of my 2015. <laughs> this is what 2015 tasted like for me." And, and mm. you can put that in a little time capsule, bury it for 50 years. Exactly. Yeah. And then people from the future mm -hmm. could taste that if it's still good, and say, "This is what the average year used to taste like." The taste of the year. The taste of 2015. You know, if people were to... Generally, if people are trying to come up with a dish or something like that to that sums up a year, it might mm. be something, some sort of buzz food like poke bowls or something like that. But no, this is accurate. This is scientific and statistically meaningful. <laughs> right? But culinarily, oh. not me. No. Oh, awful. <laughs> no. <laughs> And impossible to derive anything from. But I think it would be interesting to taste that and to see mm. if there were any flavours that, that jumped out at you. Sure. You know? Wine. That, wine, sure. Yeah. And that might give you some kind of a little little sense of, like, what what is my life about, right? Yeah. Or, like, you know, viewed from the outside on, a, like, a longer time scale, what are the things? Because not necessarily everything's going to come mm. to you. But then also, you know, 10... 20, 30 years down the track, you go back, you have a little sample of 2015, might, might all come flooding back to you. Sure. Like a à la recherche du temps perdu, you know? Little bloody Proust. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Say it again. À la recherche du temps perdu. Great. Is that right? Well, uh, look, I'll say it the way that I would say it. Well, all right, no, I'm, I'm okay. making, but not to say that that's the I'm correct. I'm not saying way. it's the correct because no, I have no. a thick accent. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been told I have a bit of an accent as well, no. there, so it's all right. You, you go, you have a try. À la recherche du temps perdu. That's very nice. Yeah. That's good. And so we all have different ways of doing things. Great. And saying that's things. fine. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, I always forget that. But I. And oh, this because this is also this is like an app that people do. People do this thing where they take a second of video every day and that kind of thing, and then they play it all, you know. And it's like instead mm. of having a diary, you're just like, oh yeah, da, 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 da. it's like that, but all at once and in your mouth. Oh yeah. You know? So is, that, is a that a sketch? I don't know. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're selling it. It's a summary. You know, it's your it's your it's your culinary summary of any time you choose to be. Summary. Summary, or that's when you do it with the wine. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you probably could do that at one of those spittoon things where everyone spits out the wine after they taste it at a 
I mean, that's almost built into it. You just have a little sip of that spittoon, and you'll be like, here's what yesterday tasted like for everyone, on average, how would plus you, some saliva. How, with this idea, the yeah. summary of everything you eaten, what would you think would be some of the key funny points in the sketch? Um, I think, you know, maybe all people trying it and have the, the reactions that they have to it, that mm. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, do you think it could, go, it could go wrong for them in some way? Oh, I think it absolutely could, yeah. You know, the fact that they've only recently introduced the freezing element. Um, sure, yeah. You know, like we had a lot of feedback back from people who were saying, like, I had no idea that 2013 tasted so much like rotten food. Yeah, it was so spoiled See, and furry. And... Was, yeah, it's funny. <coughs> no, you're right. It's I funny. am. Um, um, okay. How many schkchideas do oh, we have? We actually only have four. We only have four. That was a phantom. There was a phantom yeah. dot point uh, on the page. No, that's all right, Alistair. Um, what about yes. a breeze running over someone's back and it sort of tickles the hairs that's on their shoulders? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The erect that, hairs. And that hair, that 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 breeze came from a dragon flying overhead, <laughs> <laughs> but not. <laughs> Not a mystical dragon. The dragon is a new thing, which is uh, delivery drones, which yeah. are a new hellscape that we live in where we have to live with the sound of... Again, like, oh, that's my, an incredible... You, you, my, your ability to yeah. make sounds, Alistair, is hugely yeah. underrated by... My, my milk is here! <laughs> What you know? It not only it's de- so convenient. It 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 not only uh, delivers milk. Mm. It also delivers like appalling stress, terror straight into terror your heart. stress. It sounds like the anxious part of a horror movie. Mm. Exactly like that. That's what other ones kind of sound like, right? Cause mm. That from the the blades cutting through the air. It's very good. Is there some way that we could make a movie called Deliverance, right? Mm. It's basically the movie Deliverance, but somehow it's got drones in there as well. What's the story of Deliverance? Oh, two guys go... Two, three guys go on like a a canoeing trip down a river, Mm. but then their canoe capsizes somewhere in the mountains. And there's a whole lot of hillbillies there. Mm. And then I think they get quite brutally sexually assaulted by the hillbillies in the woods. It's yeah, really right. quite a full-on Yeah, but why is one of them thing. wearing that weird leather vest or whatever? Um, look, on the Wikipedia pages that I've read, yeah. they don't. They, there wasn't a heading... <laughs> Weird leather vest. Like as a like a that he references that doesn't explain seem that, like an ideal kayaking kind of. You know, I can't, ex- I can't or... explain it. I haven't seen the film. I've only read Wikipedia pages about it and maybe watched the trailer. And then I've watched that little video of the playing the dueling banjos. Sure. I've watched that a lot. Yeah. Well, it feels like the plot doesn't really line up that much with like no. delivery drones. No, but the name almost does, doesn't it? Mm. But we could just. Oh, I mean, what if it's a film? You're based on this new technology that these people are bringing in and they seem pretty excited about it Mm. and people seem excited about it, but maybe the people who are running the thing are the first ones to realize how awful Mm. it is. Well, I mean, that's kind of like what's happened with the, and maybe this is a reference you're already doing, but with like social media and iPhones and that sort of Mm. thing where apparently Steve Jobs just wouldn't let his 
kids have have them. Yeah, I wonder whether that's true. But you're right. That but, does feel like one of those facts that you see. Like Donald Trump's cousin says he uh, his obituary. His final words were, "Oh, he's a real dickhead, <laughs> and I hate him." And everyone's like, "Ah, oh, this is so true." Time. I'm going to share this on Facebook without critically time. looking into it at all yeah. in any way. And here I am doing it verbally, but over a podcast. That's okay though. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, is there is there is there a? I mean, there must have been a horror movie already made, like like at least a low budget one about drones. Look, I haven't right. seen it yet. Yeah. Right. But like, also, it's so harmlessly coming into your, to your society mm. when it comes in as just delivery drones. You know, mm. they're just bringing you a cup of cold coffee. They're just bringing from the you, sky. Yeah, from the sky. Cold spilled coffee yeah. from the sky. <laughs> they're just bringing you bread and medicine. And we didn't like that. think there was any way that having a machine flying hot drinks over people's heads could somehow turn out badly. <laughs> you know, up there in the turbulence. Maybe it's closer to like the birds. Mm, right. Well, yeah, I think I think because because I mean, what is the reality of what they can do to you? Maybe not that much, but the, the idea of them the fuck out of you. Oh, sure, slice them. <laughs> <laughs> but is that in some way scary? Has that ever been explored as a you know, as a sort of a dangerous or say you know, a worrying thing in some sort of I don't know. I guess you'd call it a slasher film that, of some kind. Is that a is that a scene? Are, are blades considered to be dangerous <laughs> in any way? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Historically. I, mean, <laughs> I, look, I'm not that familiar with horror movies. Sure. But is there a scene with, in the birds where they walk outside and there's all these birds just waiting in the trees? All these different kinds of birds? Yeah, probably. Again, I haven't seen, seen it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but like that, but like, but it's just a it's few just drones, drones just sitting there. Yeah. And you go, oh, what are they just doing there at rest? I mean, is the problem that you would? Yeah, I mean, I think I think just like a huge wall of drones as well coming towards you, in like making us. Oh, they're all surrounding you, like like basically like a dome, Mm. and they just get a drone dome, right? And they just get closer and closer and closer, right? Oh, and it's kind of like Saw. It's like the movie Saw, and it's just the two of you there, and there's just like a gun or something, and they're like. They're somehow like the only way to stop them is to shoot the other. This is person. a really good action, f- sort of thriller kind of thing. Yeah. Because because all you need is a bit of artificial intelligence in this. Mm. This is going to be fun. This is going to be like this is going to be the Jaws mm-hmm. of, of the drone, sky of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously, in years I mean, I guess th- in many ways that Sharknado was the Jaws of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought it was. You would have thought, but actually, they left a little bit of meat on that yeah, bone. People. Because since then, people have been happy to kind of re- return to the skies. Mm. Mm. Just when you thought it was ba- safe, safe to go to... back in the skies, <laughs> yeah. I right. mean, that, if that wasn't the um, if that wasn't the, the the tagline to Sharknado, they made a huge mistake. Or at least it should have been just when you thought it was safe to go back on the land, right? <laughs> or to stay on the land. Just when you thought it was safe skull. to stay on the land. But I mean, I understand why you say skies, Alistair. But it's not really that the sharks are getting people in the sky; it's that they're getting you on the ground. And you wouldn't really say that just me right now. I'm in the sky, would you? I mean, most of me is only a small. Really, it's only my feet that are on the ground, right? The rest of me is in the sky right now. I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. Yeah, I agree. You know, where the the sky starts with the ground ends. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's my shoes that are on the ground. The rest of me is in the sky. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, are, are the bottom of your shoes part of you or part of the ground? Oh, Alistair, this feels dangerously close to an argument we had uh, about hanging upside down. I wish you could have been there for it because I comprehensively destroyed Alistair with logic and then he comprehensively destroyed me by refusing to concede to the point where I had to concede just to stop the conversation and then he still wouldn't concede. It was it was it was masterful, really. I know, but I found I found a minor detail. That, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, look, we have f- five sketch ideas. One's more of a horror movie. Mm. But... But what a horror movie. I mean, look, it, the horror movie, it's got startups. It's got mm. drones. This is like, this is a t- this is a movie for today. Mm. Oh, yeah. If there's any movie produ- producers... Probably it'll be out of date within like a week or two. But right today, yeah. if we could get this made within the next four or five days. If producers, if any producers who want to give us some development money, we will absolutely take some time out of our lives to write this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there people with development money who listen, listen to this podcast? There must be. I assume that's most of the audience. Send us a message. Somehow. Somehow. I assume you have ways. Yeah. <laughs> Send one of your spies. One of your producer spies. One of your network of trained rats. Um, Whatever it is, however it is that you rich people communicate. They're not necessarily rich. They just work for a company that has money for development. <laughs> right, right, sure. Um, okay, Andy, we're going to go to our three words. Even just the, the word, I mean, there would definitely have been a movie called Drone made, mm. but even just that word is quite scary. I've written the drones, even though I know there's a band called that. Mm. But I've yeah. Well, maybe they could be in it. Hey? Oh, that would be great. Yeah. They could be the main guys uh, or gals. Gareth Lydiard. Is he in the drone? Drones? It's in the drone. The drone. <laughs> but... I mean, also having it be a reference to the birds. Mm. That'll get the movie buffs in there. Makes it a little bit art house, but Mm -hmm. not too much. You want that main population. The main population, they'll be going in for the decapitation of people by drones. Yeah. Imagine that, like all those bodies you'll find just sliced up or whatever on the... I mean, people will know immediately that it was the drone that did it. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe they'll think it was youths. That's who they'll probably blame it on youths or immigrants. This frenzied stabbing Mm. in a kind of circular Mm. propeller-like way. Only a a youth could have the uh, the quickness, the 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 nimble wrists Mm. to do that kind of slicing. Yeah, people spin uh, spin pens around their hands. Anyone do that with knives? Anyone do that as an attack strategy? Yeah, absolutely. Could be something in there. One of the main things with knives is don't have a good grip of it. <laughs> and spin it so that at least 50% of the time it's facing the you. The blade is, is being rolled over your skin. Yeah. All right. So our three words from our Patreon subscriber. <gasps> Patreon. If you want to get in on this train. Um, I don't want to get in on this train. I, I want to get, get on, on, on this, this train. train. <laughs> on in this train. Uh, uh, then uh, you can you can look us up on patreon.com slash two in tank and uh, chuck in a well, couple of bucks a month well, to get to s- send us some words. Well, this Woids. this supporter is Joe Dunker. Mm-hmm. Hello, Joe. JD. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Remember that from The Simpsons? All right. And then. <laughs> <laughs> 
That famous Simpsons quote. That's a, I think that's very famous. Hello, Joe. Oh, okay. I think it's um, maybe Ned Flanders' d- dementia riddled aunt or mother or something like that. <laughs> okay. I can't remember. I don't anyway, remember. His three words, hey, hey Joe, uh, are gerbil. Yes. Charlemagne. And broom. Okay. So gerbil and broom, those go well together. <laughs> I can't see how. But I could, can I tell you what this puts me in mind of? Yes. Very often I get something straight away from this. So what? The, not a sketch idea necessarily, but it takes me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And this reminds me of a creative writing piece that we had to write in French in year 11 where it was something about Charlemagne. We'd been reading about Charlemagne. So I think there was some sort of a thing... Um, to do with the town of Carcassonne. Carcassonne? Is sure. that a thing? No idea. Right? Um, and it, I think either Charlemagne was laying siege or was being laid siege to in this town, mm-hmm. right? And they had walls all around the town, right? Nobody can get in or out, right? So they're basically, they're starving to death and it goes on for months what and months and months. What war is this? Some French war. Some ancient French war. Okay, ancient. Right? Like hundreds of years ago. Okay, yeah. Right? Um, and they're starving to death and... Whenever Charlemagne was, he would have been hundreds of years ago, that yeah, bloke. No, I don't remember him. Um, don't remember him? <laughs> Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. Well, ironically, I think it, a bell is rung in the story. Yeah. I can't remember. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, the point is, Alistair, Ooh. they're starving to death, right? The army's outside the walls and everybody, the army wants to go home. The people inside are dying, right? And they're like, look, we've got to get these people to leave. And what they do is they take a pig. Right, and they stuff it full of grain and food, like basically all the food that they have, everything they've got left, and they chuck it over the wall, right? And it explodes on the ground, and the army sees it there, sees them throwing away this pig full of food, mm. you know, pig full of food. You keep your food in a pig, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and the army's like, they're throwing away this food. They must have so much food left. Let's just go home, right? Mm. And that's what happens they turn around and they leave now imagine that right but with a gerbil <laughs> sure 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 um, so let's show them how much food we have left let's stuff this gerbil with, with everything <laughs> well you're using the broom i imagine sure. to, to shove the grains of corn yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and up inside the gerbil a hamburger uh, yeah ham- <laughs> your last hamburger <laughs> uh-huh. Our Butter. last non-perishable hamburger. Well, you know those McDonald's hamburgers. They don't. That's right. Apparently, That's... they don't rot. I don't mean I don't believe that. For some reason, it feels like it would have like, to be pretty specific circumstances for, for that some to reason, take place. I just kind of have this imagine uh, this thing pop into my imagination that where like there could have been like a McDonald's happy mean a ha- happy meal Charlemagne like themed happy meal. <laughs> I think that's interesting. Yes. Right. Like, so what would the, I mean, I, I don't know enough about Charlemagne. I only know this story. I know. So let's, let's do that. Let's stuff him. Let's just stuff your gerbil. Yeah? Yeah. But what is a set in the mo- modern day, maybe? Okay. So your house is under siege. It's like the movie Panic Room. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. They're outside. You got a little vent that you can get things <laughs> out that they don't know about. Yeah. But they find out about it when you push your gerbil out. Push the gerbil through, right? Yeah. And they're like, look at this gerbil. It's full of grain. It's... Right? They're getting, they must have so much grain if they could afford to stuff it into this gerbil and toss it out a little they hole. They must have so many gerbils. So many gerbils. You wouldn't throw away a whole gerbil mm. unless you had an untold number of gerbils That's in right. there, right? 
and then the bad guys who are in your house outside your panic room, which mm. for some reason has an open vent, doesn't seem like a good thing to put into a panic room. <laughs> I know. They could just put some gas in there or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it closes have... and they don't find out where it is. Yeah. <laughs> so they just, I assume this gerbil came from within the panic room. There's no way that that could have happened as far as I can tell, but I can't, I can't assume that the, he can teleport. Do. They open the door to the panic room <laughs> for a second, out. chuck it out and close it. <laughs> lock, lock, lock! <laughs> they just have their eye on the gap there. And they're just looking through the gap and they wait for the guy to turn his back and then they go, <laughs> and close it. So presumably one of the kids in the panic room has just recently been studying French history at school. That's right? what it is. So they've learned this great military tactic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unfortunately, they have a happy meal in there. And a gerbil. And they're able to, to combine the two for this brilliant mm. and strategic coup. And they think that the kids or the, the person uh, are just using the gerbil as a projectile. Mm. Look at what they're using as projectile. These are rich. This, they must have vast resources in there. <laughs> Being able to throw gerbils. You know? We're massively out outgunned yeah i mean they can throw projectiles that can bite yeah and look how well fed this gerbil was it had pizza it had buttered popcorn had it looks like a hamburger inside the gerbil i can tell i can tell well because it burst open it did burst open okay right um well i mean uh, look alistair should we say that that is Definitely a sketch idea. I don't think anyone out there is thinking it's not. Or, or, or I, I think I, I would challenge the, the best comedy writers in the in the universe probably to try and find any holes in that sketch. Mm. Why do you think the people are attacking the house? Um, uh, let's see. It's sort of, it's a sort of a heist type thing, <gasps> right? It's a heist. So, well, I think maybe the one of the people in there is like uh, works at. The Pentagon, right? Maybe yeah. it's they want to get some secrets or something. Yeah, right. I was worried that they would, that the criminals were going to have somebody on the inside, inside the panic room, and then they would go, "It's not their. It, that's their last gerbil. They don't have. They don't have rich resources." As the door gets shut. This is why in my panic room I have another panic room. That's, that's why great. if someone it turns out gets <laughs> into the panic room with me, I'm able to retreat into a second yeah. smaller panic room. And I got so many gerbils in that panic room. <laughs> so much grain. Man, what I do you have a toilet in a panic room? You must, right? You have to get that well, panic I mean, the, room the, plumbed. The word panic, surely. <laughs> suggests. You could just go, I mean, if I had a panic room and mm. there was a toilet in there, that's the only place I'd go. I wouldn't even leave. Yeah. It sounds it doesn't sound like a panic situation to me. It so just sounds like a nice weekend. It's a chance to have some time oh, to yourself. Oh god. Watch Those a movie. terrorists came. Like a big screen TV mm-hmm. in front of a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like a panic room. Sounds like a bloody a... picnic room to me. <laughs> and 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 uh like reachable snacks. Mm. For for you and the gerbils. I think this is a great brand of snacks. Reachables. Reachables. Reachable snacks. It sounds like you're going to vomit them. <laughs> dry reachables and wet reachables. Well, dry reachables are great because you can take them, you know, you can store them. They're non-perishable. You, you can right? take them like when you're, when you're sort of hiking in the Nobody mountains. Nobody talks about something. a wet reach. It's always a dry reach. <laughs> a but wet... is that actually supposed to be dry retch? 
and we've just somehow bastardized it to reach? Sure, I don't know. Because I've always said reach, but now I'm thinking about it, wretch seems more... Sure, but I think, you know... Reaching, I'm, I'm not reaching. unhappy. I'm not unhappy with... Oh, thank God. ...with reaching. It feel, It just sounds better, ratching. It just mm. sounds like you're doing some mechanics work. Mm-hmm. Should we wrap mm-hmm. this? Yeah. I'll run you by the things. We got the uh, Blue Lagoon family <laughs> figuring out what ejaculate ejaculate is for. Yeah. I think that's intriguing. Yeah. Um, we got we got the Pizza City PR firm <laughs> who teaches <laughs> cities how to get more Man, tourists in I by just call my city Pizza City. Pizza City. That's one of the things you could do. Yeah. Sydney could change its name. Yeah. Or Canberra's trying to get bigger. Sydney, Canberra, pizza, uh, no, Sydney, Melbourne, Pizza City. That's how Canberra would, would uh, overtake <laughs> Brisbane and Adelaide. So the capital city of Australia is now Pizza City? <laughs> pizza City. I mean, that does sound pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, do you think mm-hmm. we could get that up as a vote? I I mean, a, yeah, I mean, if you want to change it in the... Do you have to change the constitution? In order to I don't know if the names of the cities are in the constitution. Yeah, no, it's actually, there's a shortcut there. You could just... You Go just to some to, planning board or, or the, something. Probably just yeah, the, the council, the right? The mayor, yeah. Yeah, get the mayor on side. The mayor probably has a key that he carries on himself at all time that unlocks the thing that allows him to change the name of the city. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you could somehow hack in and change the name of the city? I hope so. Yeah, and then there'll be people who like, I'm going to keep calling Canberra. You go, well, that's fucking insulting to the, like... Technically, it is technic- called... Yeah, to the truth. Mm, it's insulting <laughs> to the truth. The truth's really offended yeah. by that. Uh, then we have dumb shit that can kill aliens, like in War of the Worlds and Signs, yeah. and we're just remaking ones like that. Um, so numbers almost achieving victory. Yeah. Um, weekends, weekends. All oh, the weekends showed up. Um, guitar leads. Mm. Somebody like a great guitar solo starts, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, "Oh wait, actually, that was a little bit like War of the Worlds." I don't know. No, I mean, it's not. No, no, Mars Attacks. Was it? That was another one like that. Maybe that they already did this. Mars Attacks. Something stupid killed because that all. was kind of a parody one. Yeah, right? and it was like music in some way. Oh well, I'm sorry. Explode. I mean, we'll count it, but still, sounds like this joke's been done. God, God, Andrea, I feel so bad. No, I don't feel bad. No, I'm just joking. Um, summary of all food you had in a year. Mm, That's in a flavor. Flavor. It's a, a year and a mouthful. A year and a mouthful. And then, you know that old sketch idea we had where we they, they make new foods using old mm. foods as a ingredient? This is a place that goes the next next step, is a place that makes new foods from the average of one year's food as the ingredient. Well, I mean you could you could absolutely do that, right? Like after after ten years, you've got ten years of ingredients. Mm. Like, okay, so you use a little bit of twenty fifteen, you dry that out and then mm. you grind that up. Right, and then you, you thinly slice some 2017. Exactly. Right? You fry that on a pan. Yeah. Right? And you then you lay it out on a bed in 2018. Of jus. Of jus. Yeah. And then some leaves. Mm. You break off just a couple of sprigs mm-hmm. of 2019. Yeah. And then that's a decade on a plate. And you can say, oh, this meal is so decadent. 
Thank you. Yes. And I can kill myself now. No, that was good. No, but I mean, then, I know. And then we've got The Drones, which is our horror movie. We're, we can sell this to, um, you know, I, I bet you that guy. You know who's the guy who made Get Out? Um, Jordan Peele. Yeah. I think he's Despo. He must be Despo. He must be Despo. He, he definitely seems like a guy who's come to the end of his creative yeah, <laughs> life. So, I mean, he's made two horror movies back to back. You know, the second one wasn't as good as the first one. Wasn't it? According to somebody I know who yeah, saw right. it. Yeah, right. Okay. And I trust Did that you person. see the first one? Yes. Yeah? Was it good? I enjoyed it. Yeah, great. Yeah. And so now he's Despo. He needs drones. Mm. We don't care who's casting it. That's his. That's up to him. We just want to write it. Oh, that's good of us to yeah. leave that choice to the director. Yeah. Well, or okay. the casting director. Yeah, sure. Now we're taking it out of the hands of Jordan again. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Can I hang out? Can we hang out and talk to your wife? She's the one of the coolest people in the world. She really is. Chelsea Peretti. Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. Um, and then we got Gerbil Maine. And that's the panic room scenario. <laughs> and we, what a what a name for the episode. Gerbil name. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. I am on Twitter and you can find me at Stupid Old Andy. And I'm at Alistair TB. And we are at Two in Tank. And you know the, the links are for all this are down below. And, and the Patreon. If, anything, if you're like, I desperately need to do something for these fellas, you don't need to. Yes. But if you want to, there are links down there. You can give us reviews that make us feel good. You can mm-hmm. listen to Shusher Guided Meditations, mm-hmm. which makes, makes us feel good. Me you especially. Can, especially Andy. Andy likes seeing me do well. I do, though. I know. And yeah, we'd like to thank everyone who came to Magma. Came to thank see the last so three shows of Magma much. that we did at the Butterfly Club. They were really, really fun. We met yeah. some lovely people who'd come to see the shows. So thank you Thank you for very much that. to Lorne and Tom and Ollie and um, Mr. Wiseman mm. um, for all coming. I Those believe these are people. all the people who approached me yeah right it was delightful to see you um i believe mr wiseman was wearing a accordion to you shirt (laughs) (laughs) i mean that might be the only one day when everything is crumbled that may well be the only physical evidence left of this podcast like if all digital format Mm -hmm. if everything digital if there's a virus right a virus, yeah. and everything digital goes away. Mm-hmm. It all gets turned into ones or zeros, yep. but not the combination required to make any information. The, the yep. accordion to, t- to you t-shirt will be the only evidence to prove that this ever existed. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't be prouder. To, we'll, we'll try and reverse engineer what this was. Yes. Well, I think they'll probably get pretty close. <laughs> I think so. And you know what, everybody? Uh, we we love... love you. That sounds less sincere when we do it like that. Right. We, love we love you. you. I love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.